Welcome to The Flock, a podcast about the parishioners of St. John the Evangelist Catholic Church in Goshen, Indiana. Now, join David Post as he talks with the people of St. John's about their faith and how they try to live it every day. Uh, welcome to another episode of The Flock. Uh, this week, we are interviewing George Fattel, who a lot of people from St. John's may know from RCIA. Uh, you've been doing that for a few years, correct? Leave 10. Wow. Okay. And so uh, George has been very active in the parish, and we're excited to interview him. Uh, but first, we're going to start with a prayer from Brian. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Come Holy Spirit, Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the opportunity to get together and just get some time to spend with George and get to know him a little bit better and understand the ways that you have moved within his life. And Lord, we just appreciate the opportunity to be able to share these stories of um, our fellow parishioners and just get to meet the, uh, the body of Christ here on earth. We pray that you send your spirit upon us and fill George and David with the words that you want us to hear. And we thank you for this opportunity. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Father, Amen. Son and the Holy Spirit. There you go, guys. Thank you, sir. All right. So, George, uh, I've known you for a little while, but um, if you wouldn't mind, why don't you start a little bit where you grew up and how you ended up here in Goshen? Uh, I'm not fully grown up, according to the people that know me. But uh, um, And first of all, by the way, I would like to tell both of you that I commend you and affirm you for this ministry is what I'll certainly call it. Thanks. I think it's a Thanks. great idea, and I don't know who came up with the name, but I think it's it's it does what a in marketing it it says what it is. All it's right. about the flock. All right. So and the Holy Spirit and yeah. the flock's about to flee as soon as they <laughs> hear mine. But but we'll hang in there, flock. Okay, yeah, here hang we go. In there. Yes, yes. Well, thank you, George. I appreciate that. Yes. Um, my upbringing was that yeah, the question? Yes, correct. Yes, yes. I grew up in what I like to call a quintessential Catholic family of the 70s, 60s, 70s. Okay. Okay. Uh, Quintessential in the sense that we held our faith, you know, sort of private. Sure. And um, my mother's name was Mary. She grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, okay. a product of immigrants okay. uh, from uh, uh, Czechoslovakia area and Poland. So uh -huh. clearly heavy Catholic area and, uh -huh. and really uh, had reverence for the Blessed Mother. Uh -huh. And so her name's Mary. My sister's name is Mary. Ah, okay. Um, we had... Five kids, mm -hmm. uh, actually six. One uh, died at, uh, okay. at birth, and um, and a very loving home. My mom and dad were married sixty; they're both uh, passed away, but sixty-five yeah. plus years wow. together. And so I grew up in a family of in Mid Michigan, uh, Corona to be exact. It's <laughs> right between Lansing and Flint. Okay. And uh, my dad worked at General Motors and and uh, was the breadwinner. So my mom stayed at home. So keep us kids like me out of trouble, <laughs> at least when I was young. And, uh, job, and right, we George? yes, absolutely <laughs> went to mass every week. But we never prayed before meals. Yeah. We didn't really outside of mass talk a whole lot about God other than my mom. Both my mom and dad were very faith filled, mm -hmm. but my Dad was more of living by the golden rule and loving other people. My mom would be more inclined to say, hey, this is why it's important to be honest or 
Sure. This is, you know, sure. so she was a little bit more of the spiritual mentor in that regard. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, that, that was my upbringing. Sure. So. Public school, Catholic school? Public schools. Okay. And uh, we won't talk about grade point average, but <laughs> all of my siblings had very good grade point average. So I was surrounded by smart people. It's no awesome. question. <laughs> yeah. So, it's good. Yes. It's important to have good examples. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. So then... Uh, Obviously, you were in mid-Michigan there. How did you find your way to Goshen? Well, one of the most mature decisions I ever made was being mature enough to realize that I wasn't mature oh, enough okay. to go to college okay. because, you know, I I wasn't college material at that time. When okay. I was in school, I was interested in, in telling, I know it's hard to believe, I was telling jokes in the back of the room wow. and, uh, you know, liked to have conversation with the girls and played sports yeah. and and so that was sort of who I was, yeah. and uh, but God had a plan, right? He has a plan uh, for everyone. Does. And if I did not have the gift of gab, I would probably be extremely poor right now. So I'm in sales. Oh. Um, and so I've been in sales from retail sales. Uh -huh. I even worked in radio, as we yeah, talked a little bit did. about a few minutes yeah. ago, uh, before the show here. And uh, so I was actually working, managing a shoe store at age 19. Oh, wow. And I, I again, this the way that I was raised, you know, uh, I was not shy, so I went to one of the regional supervisors and said, listen, you know, yeah. I want to move around. Mm -hmm. And so to, in order to advance myself and the company. Yeah. So they moved me. I lived in Detroit, Battle Creek, oh, Michigan, okay. and then they ended up transferring it. me down to the west side of South Bend, oh. Indiana, which was an experience. Yeah. And that job ended, and I ended up getting a new job, again, in sales in the Goshen area, and that's how I ended up in the Goshen area. Okay. And uh, that was when I had my awakening. Okay. Okay. Because when I was going to school in mid Michigan, the school was somewhere between the size of Napanee and Goshen. Okay. And there were two Catholic churches in the same town. All right. So the people I attended school with were Catholic. Everybody the guy I played Catholic. sports with, yeah. he was Catholic. I yeah. didn't really give any thought to, oh, you're a Methodist, you're a Lutheran, I'm a Catholic. Didn't really right. give much more thought than that, right? Just never really came face to face with it. And yeah, nobody yeah. ever confronted me to say, why are you Catholic? Mm -hmm. Just, I was a Catholic. It's mm -hmm. what we did. And like I said, I would attend church and there would be the guy I played basketball with, the guy I played football with, mm -hmm. and they'd be in church. And But then when I moved down here, I, I, I could go into 30 minutes of stories, but I'll just give you one or two. Um, George, you're a Catholic. Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? And I... First time I heard that question, it startled right. me. I've always been interested in faith. I mean, I even yeah. sat down with a Jehovah Witness gentleman in Battle Creek. He invited me over for dinner. Yeah. Cracked open the Bible. He was, you know, we didn't yeah. meet for long. Um, so I've always been very intrigued by faith, but yet I didn't understand my own Catholic faith. Mm -hmm. And at first I was annoyed. I had um, a babysitter at one time ask me, George, we hope you can join us in heaven someday. And she was saying it like, like, well, I really want you there. Yeah. But of course, all I heard was that means I'm going in the other place. place. Yeah. And so I'm usually not tongue tied, but I just stood there for a few seconds and I said, well, what makes you think I'm not going to join right. you in heaven? And she says, well, what makes you think you are? You know, she was pretty smart in the way she was handling it because yeah. her heart was in the right place. Correct. And she said, I, uh, she said, well, what, what makes you think you, you will? And I said, well, I'm a good person. Ah, Georgie, she called me Georgie. Ah, oh. Georgie, she goes, being a good person, that's not enough. You cannot work your way to heaven. There's nothing you can do. 
you need to accept Jesus Christ. You know, yeah, that, that whole thing. Whole faith works. Exactly. Works. Yeah. And so it, it's initially through my, uh, I call it my, you know, reconversion, if you will. Sure. Um, I used to be offended by that stuff, you know, yeah. really sort of had my feelings hurt. And, mm. But I look at it now and her heart was in the right place because Absolutely. she was trying to do what her faith was telling her that I needed to accept it. And of course, mm. she believed all the misconceptions about Catholicism. Oh, yeah, 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 right. And so um, anyway, I don't want to get too far ahead, no, but that's, there's no. that. So that's how I ended up here. Wow. Okay. So then you're obviously in the area now. You're kind of, um, kind of having that reawakening of your faith and um, maybe getting some challenges to it. It sounds like a little bit from other people in this community and stuff like that. Um, making you think about it a little differently. How do you land at St. John's? Well, um, again, growing up in the in the healthy, loving home, and the reason I repeat that is, again, married for 65 years, yeah. that's a sign of stability. Yeah. Uh, we, by the love they showed us, you know, Jesus was in our home, even though they didn't wear that faith right. on their on their on their sleeves or outwardly. Mm-hmm. Um, but it certainly was there, uh, present in the home. And, and I believe I'll speak for myself and certainly all my siblings have very kind hearts. Um, but, uh, you know, I ended up making a mistake. Many of us do. And, uh, um, I ended up, you know, you do the wrong things. I've learned. It's not that God punishes you by, by our own actions though, sure. we end up, you play with fire and you yeah. get burned. Yeah. And so I had a unexpected pregnancy situation and, uh, I was confronted with, okay, am I going to marry this person? Because right. I wasn't at that point sure whether she was the person right. that I was going to spend the rest of my life with. And it was interesting. My sister Mary called me up and said, George, are you going to marry her just because it's the gentlemanly thing to do? And I said, look, Mary, to an extent, yes. Yeah. But I, cause I'm not sure at this juncture whether it's love or not and yeah. pregnant and, yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to try to make this thing work. Yeah. And uh, we ended up having, being blessed with two kids who are now, believe it or not, 37 and 35. Ryan, who lives in the area. Yeah, right. Stephanie, who lives out in California. Okay. And, uh, you know, two wonderful kids. Uh, but I ended up the the uh, having that extra burden that, you know, here I grew up in such a stable home. And here I am yeah. six months out of the year and a lot of times even more than that having the custody of Ryan and Stephanie. And so I never abandoned my faith. Even when I lived in those places that I talked about, I would go to church, but not consistently. And um, I sort of liken it to Adam and Eve in the sense that as soon as they committed the sin, okay, what did they do? They ran and hid. And so this is my opinion, but I believe a lot of people that are not at church, if they're living in some type of sin, it's easy to run and hide, okay, yeah, yeah. than to just, oh, I'm going to go to church, you know, Sunday. And so I was, yeah. that was sort of how I was. I, I just think, uh, plus living in sin, you're, you're seeing things in a, in a cloudy way anyway. You're yeah. not seeing it through the eyes of God. And so I would go periodically, and I had the baptism of my kids, and, yeah. but I just was not committed to my faith, didn't understand my faith well. Right. Um, and so, uh, so that was when I introduced to St. John's father, Ed, was oh, okay. the priest at that particular time so okay then uh you were living here in goshen at that point correct started attending saint john's when you started going to saint john's was that still kind of be a regular attendance Mm -hmm. okay initially yes okay yes and then um 
obviously you get to a point now where you're quite involved. So what made that transition for you? What, what kind of things happened in between there that uh, kind of solidified that uh, reconversion to your faith? Isn't there a country song looking for love in all the wrong places or something? <laughs> Maybe could you sing a few bars? Anybody? No. I think I know uh, what you're talking about. And 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 so I always grew up though with this with this thought that there was a Mrs. Wright out yeah. there for me. But after eleven, twelve years of being single, and again, not to be negative, but yeah, it was not easy. Um, yeah. uh, and and at times very lonely. Yeah. Um and, and and raising the two kids too. Right, right, yeah. right, right. I was trying to give them the best life that I could, Absolutely. knowing what I had. And so it was interesting that why you remember a whisper to God, but it was so amazing that I remember whispering to God one time, like, God, if there is a Mrs. Wright out there, you have to help me find her. And it was just a, it, yeah. I'm not saying it wasn't a sincere prayer. No. It was more like I was sort of in my own way reaching out to God. Yeah. And then it wasn't too long after that that, you know, it's amazing how God exceeds expectations. Right. And then of all places to meet a diamond in the rough, uh-huh. uh, I meet Dawn at a laundromat. Long story short, I was training for a new sales job. I came in from Detroit, had several loads of laundry, went to the local laundromat. She's a massage therapist. She was in there doing all the massage therapy stuff. stuff yeah. We, you know, get talking and we realize we knew each other. But again, I don't know how long this podcast is, but the bottom line is we had met very briefly way in the back okay. in the past. Sure. And uh, and then to make a long story short, we ended up falling in love. Yeah. And uh, and I knew that she was a person of strong faith. Yes. And God has a sense of humor. So he introduces me to a Bible reading evangelical on the heels of what I shared earlier with yeah. Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your, you know, Lord and right. Savior? And right. I'm like, oh boy, I'm really falling in love with this person. But I know that yeah. I'm I'm a little intimidated to an yeah, extent. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And so we would talk about uh, about God and we we knew yeah. that we were unified in, in Jesus. And of course, you know Dawn. She's the perfect yes. temperament, uh, very patient and yeah. so and very non-judgmental. Yeah. And she even had friends tell her, you know what? Just just date as friends, and even if it's somebody you couldn't even see yourself being with. And she knew that I was Catholic from yeah. the way back when when we had met. But she's like, oh, well, give it a shot. Sure. And so that's the abbreviated story. So then when I met her, we fell in love. Uh-huh. And um, I can't remember her last name, Jody Magalinas. I know okay. I'm mispronouncing the last okay. name. But we were in church one day, and we were talking to her. And she said, well, Dawn, and I believe the Holy Spirit put it on her heart. Don, you ought to check out RCIA. And Don's family was so anti-Catholic, her extended family. Yes. They actually, part of their ministry was to go out to the East Coast in Boston to save the Catholics. That no was their way. ministry. Yes. And 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 Dawn has told me her exposure to people at, at Northwood High School where she graduated, yeah. the Catholics were the ones, you know, drinking and uh-huh. this and that. And so she already had these perceptions and plus all the other things that you know that that people think about the catholic church yeah so she and hopefully you'll be talking to her down the road here but she would tell you that she went to rcia not thinking she was going to convert to catholicism Mm -hmm. rather i want to hear it firsthand myself so that i can possibly correct george you know this is what she later admitted which is why she went to saint vincent's dave because 
She didn't want to feel like she was shunning St. John's because at that point I would go to her church, Napanee Missionary. Yeah. She'd come to oh, my right. church. Kind of back and forth. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, sure, so sure. she's like, if I do reject Catholicism, uh-huh. I don't want to do it at that Saint church, John. at wow. St. John's. Yeah. So did you guys go to RCIA together Yep. at St. Vincent? And we might get to this, but I know you guys are big fans of Jim Leatherman. Was he doing the RCIA at St. Vincent's too or just at St. John's? Good question. And there was a link to Jim Leatherman. So okay. we feel blessed that I was able to sit next to Dawn yeah. during her RCIA experience. Sure. And Lisa Klaska, who I think is now Marino, she's married. Okay. Uh, but the Klaskas have a very good reputation in Elkhart um, sure. for large families. I think they had 14 kids. Oh, and wow. most of them are, are heavy in, in their Catholic yeah. faith ministry. Yeah. And she was exactly who the Holy Spirit wanted because she open scripture a lot and she'd say okay we're going to talk about baptism yeah open your open your bible and and so i'm assuming what you're saying is that was very appealing to dawn who came from that absolutely absolutely and the Klaskas are very close to the leathermans and of course we sort of uh were schooled under him in preparation for taking over saint john's we sat in his classroom for a couple years Helped in the kitchen, you know, we might be cutting carrots saying, yeah. oh, this is what we signed up for, but we'll do it. But no, I'm just teasing. But, uh, you know, so yeah, so she, she had the perfect RCI yeah. instructor. And it was interesting, after each session, we would go out, have a cup of coffee, have a glass yeah. of wine. And and I was just like an excited kid, like, what What did you think? You know, we yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, confession, yeah. what did you yeah. think? And and it almost seemed like consistently she'd say, yeah, I, I you know, from what I understand with scripture and what was shared, I, I. I really have no problem with that. And she would tell you the two that lingered were purgatory and our blessed mother. And yes. that's what Jim Leatherman said over 30 years. Those are the two, two sticking, sticking points, points that sure. people, Dawn would say she sort of marinated in yeah. it for another year or two after that yeah. and, and had an interesting experience, with, which led to the birth of our twin boys. But again, oh. I'll let her okay. tell you that. But yeah. um, uh, so yeah. hopefully that answered your no, question yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, Okay. So... You guys um, went through the RCIA program, and I'm assuming over time, again, we can talk to Dawn about this more, but she kind of just softened to the idea. Is that kind of what yeah, happened? Yeah, and, and, and actually, uh, uh, actually, we're, we were a little embarrassed because, again, even though I went through that RCIA program, as we tell the people that go through our RCIA yeah. program, it's just Jim Leatherman would say, look, you're just getting onto the plane. Like, this isn't the sure. end of the journey. Sure. And so... To illustrate that, even though we went through the RCA program and we were yeah. taking it serious, I technically could not be married because my first marriage did sure. not, I did not have an annulment. Okay. Okay. And so we're waiting for that paperwork yeah. and we got a little greedy. I mean, we obviously have confessed this since, but we said, you know, she's like, I really want to get married in April. Well, at that point, I was not legally sure. able to get married in sure. the Catholic Church. Okay. So we were actually married at the... Um, Oh my goodness! Church, I, I want to say it was a. It had to be. Oh, I can't believe I can't think of that. I think it was. It was either Episcopalian or Lutheran. I think it was Lutheran. Yeah. It was a Lutheran, I believe, okay. right downtown. Okay. Um, and went through marriage prep and sure. everything else. We're married, and then of course, yeah. once my, uh, my faith was solidified, which is the second part of your question. Yeah. Basically, I was blown away. Everyone, you know, God meets you at where you're at in yeah. your journey, right? So for me the intellectual aspect of really understanding why we believe what we believe was instrumental for me growing in my love for God. Yeah. And 
And I thought, wow, if I could help other people that are like me yeah. that have maybe left the church uh, or, you know, possibly lukewarm in their faith and yeah. just, just really tell them the beauty and love of yeah. what we have in our Catholic church, yeah. that was my mission. And, and if you don't mind me saying so, I'm in sales and I really felt joy knowing that you know, when you're in sales, you always want to sell the best product, right? right so if yeah. I was selling whatever it was, industrial rollers, it's like, man, wish I could sell the rollers this guy's yeah. selling. His rollers are better or lower priced or, you know, whatever it is. You got to believe and in your product, Yeah, right? so now yeah. here I consider myself a salesman for God. Yeah. And so it, when I'm wow. out there trying to share anything that I might share to help someone, um, I consider myself a salesman for God. And that makes me, yeah. it makes me feel good yeah. doing that work. You yeah. know, I really feel like I've hit my ministry. Um, and, and so that was the motivation behind getting into RCI. Yeah, yeah, sure. And, uh, yeah, so. pretty awesome. Yeah. So, uh, you guys, you said you, uh, worked under Jim Leatherman for a little while, right? And then you guys took over the RCA program and you said you've been doing that for 10 years, 10 years. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. And along the way, uh, you also had two, two boys, right? Yeah. Um, it is, it is an interesting story. I'll just give you the very short version of it and let Dawn perhaps elaborate down the road. Um, her father had died tragically. Okay. Okay. And it was a devastating death to the family. Okay. Um, and at that particular point, Dawn was telling me, look, you have two kids. I'm fine. I'm not going to go into the details, but the point yeah. is she just wasn't sure she'd be a good mother, which anybody yeah. that knows her, it's ridiculous, but right. whatever. So she's sure. like, fine, you have kids. That's fine. Let's just take care of them yeah. and we don't have to have kids. And I'm like, are you sure? You know, I said, I am more than happy to, yeah. to have another child or two yeah. or whatever, you know, we're yeah. open to. And at that point we were attending Holy Cross um, in preparation to teach RCIA. That was one of the requirements is okay. that we attend a two-year course over okay. at, at Holy Cross at, at Notre Dame. Yeah. And that was also extremely informative. Sure. I mean, we went in great detail of the Old Testament and, and all types of stuff. Yeah. And at that point, Dawn approached me one night. And what's interesting is I had a conversation at the steel company I was working at and the secretary there, I was telling her about my experience. She said, do you have kids with your new wife? I says, no. She says, you know what? I'm in a similar situation and I have deep regret that I never had kids. And I remember sharing that story with Dawn. Yeah. I came home and I was like, honey, are, are you sure? I said, cause I, I had this lady tell me and I told, shared yeah. the story with her. And so basically as we were going through this two year catechesis program, she approached me one night and said, honey, I've been praying. We had been using birth control. Yeah. She said, I've been praying and I really believe that my birth control is my Isaac. I need to, sacrifice the birth control now at that same time her father passed away yeah nothing's happening on the baby front and then all of a sudden she's pregnant now the family three months after his death it's focused on life instead yeah. of his tragic death and she actually told that she had a poem written her family does little funny things where they share like yeah. at christmas open up a bib yeah. oh oh you're pregnant that type of thing. So Dawn had a poem written and it actually had two boys mentioned in the poem. And no then way. she, nah, and then she didn't submit it exactly as that. 
She was convinced throughout the pregnancy that, that she was carrying two, but the doctors kept saying, no, only hear one heartbeat. Oh, really? Sorry. Yep. All oh, wow. the way to my birthday. The baby, the baby, babies were due in early January, August, my birthday. Okay. Um, we go to the ultrasound and right when I said, so we are for sure going to be able to tell today. She goes, yep, there's two in there. No way. Absolutely. And, wow. and then I was a little, I was older, uh -huh. you know, and, and I thought, wow, I was nervous. But that was when I sort of let out a laugh and became really joyful over the whole thing. Like, yeah. wow, not only am I older and, and doing this over again, but you're giving me twins. <laughs> and, uh, and so it, it really, it really was a blessing. And yeah. we brought them home on Christmas Day. Now, if that doesn't oh, illustrate wow. God's love, yeah, you know, every kid's a blessing. But when you're bringing them home on Christmas Day, it, there was yeah, no mistake that yeah. this was a gift to Dawn for sacrificing sure. her Isaac yeah. and, and me, of course. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Good thing you have a good sense of humor because God likes to <laughs> throw <laughs> some curveballs, huh? <laughs> wow. So um, I think... Uh, Let's let's talk a little bit about uh, some of the other things. Maybe you have other things that you've done at St. John. So obviously you've been involved in RCA. Any other ministries or anything that you've been involved with over those 10, 12 years since you've been? Well, yeah, this has been well documented. Obviously, I've had a chance to get to know you and Brian mm -hmm. uh, as a result of Christry News. Yeah. Um, and I know that everybody has different opinions, but I personally, with the way that I grew up, um, the way that even when Don and I were attending mass, we were one of those that would go into mass, not say a whole lot to anybody, not because yeah. we were rude, just you sort of get right. in, you yeah. pray, you attend, you know, the sacred liturgy, and then yeah. you walk out the door, right? Yeah. And, uh, and, and so it was, to me, what was the most profound thing with Christ Renews is that you realize, wow, these are fellow Catholics that are opening their heart and that they truly have similar thoughts yeah. that that and similar interest mm -hmm. where church is concerned where when you just walk in and look around peace be with you and you don't understand you don't understand the depth of an individual no but when you're in something like that and you go through that experience mm -hmm. and god's interesting isn't he in the sense that i remember that weekend that it was coming up and lauren hartman approached me and it's like hey come on you got to come to this weekend and all i was hearing was mattress <laughs> in a gym hearing scripture study you know and i was like i mean i was growing in my faith but i was sure. like i don't know if i'm ready yeah, for the olympics right. you know uh but sure enough god has a sense of humor again in the sense that maybe not a sense of humor but god i was acting like okay god i'll do you a favor and i'll go yes. and at the end of it i'm like god i was wrong yes. you did me the favor absolutely and so I was able to get to know other men in the parish, and they've yeah. been good friends, you and Brian, yeah. uh, along with the other great men that are in yeah. that group. And and uh, so that's been a true blessing. I'm yeah. somewhat new to Knights of Columbus, and yeah. I, I told Dr. Wheeler he does a great job with, with the Knights of Columbus, but sometimes I feel bad. You can only do so much yeah. with kids at home and yeah, work, yeah, and, yeah. and so I wish I was more involved with the Knights, but, uh, you know, but yeah. yes, the yeah. Knights of Columbus. and. Yeah, we, we used to write an article in the newspaper yeah, under Catholic Corner, yeah. and, and uh, for this podcast, we won't go into details of that. But but yes, I so it, it all falls along the same theme yeah. of me trying to share sure. yeah. my uh, 
rebirth yeah, in yeah, love yeah. of the church, you know, and, 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 and really using your skill set to evangelize, uh, you know, in a way that, that fits you. And yeah, I think that's awesome that you've been able to find that. And I will tell you this, that I think in my salesmanship, it's not so much that I just sit next to somebody on a, on a bus and say, hi, can yeah. I tell you about the Catholic church? Right. I think instinctively with my sales, I get a conversation going and somehow yeah. I share something about me yeah. that has to do with Catholicism, you with me? Yeah. And then I can't tell you, it's like shooting fish in a barrel. And I really believe the Holy Spirit puts these people in my life. They'll say, oh, I used to be Catholic sure. and I'm not Catholic anymore. Yeah. And then there's my open opportunity yeah. to, to share. And, uh, you know, one particular experience that really was just tremendous is I don't like to fly. I'm better now. I'm getting medication yes. if I yeah. have to fly. Uh, it's more of an anxiety thing. My brain, yeah. you know, creative, my imagination gets the best of me. But I was on a uh, train. I had to go to a seminar in Arizona and the guys were just giving me a hard time down there. Like, this yeah. is a technology seminar and you took a train <laughs> down here, George. He says, you ought to start off your presentation with that. And, uh, but anyway, on this train, you get to know people, right? Yes. You have the food cabin, yeah, you're sitting yeah. in there. I'm sitting next to a woman. Sure enough, that type of conversation yeah. comes up. She says, uh, yeah, I used to be Catholic. You know, she lives in like Brooklyn, like New yeah. York. We get talking. And at the end, she thanked me. She says, you know what? When I get back, I'm going to go to confession. I was like. And so, um, yeah. you know, sometimes I have to get out of the way because I, I like know. to talk I and know. I like yeah. attention. But, you know, and, and I've confessed yeah. this. I can I say what's in my confession. Okay. That, you know, sometimes uh, I have to be careful not yeah. to have it be more like, let me share what I know. Yeah. And, you know, but my heart is absolutely in the right place yeah. that I really, you know, yeah. and it, anything I can do to help. So, yeah. And just letting the Holy Spirit take over. I mean, that's, it's amazing what happens. Um, I guess uh, a final couple things. Number one, um, any uh, people that you felt have been really influential through your journey at St. John's? Um, I know you, you mentioned Jim Leatherman. I, we've had him mentioned multiple times, but are there other people uh, that have really had an impact? Yeah, I feel like I'm going to miss someone. All, all the priests we've had, we've had different relationships with sure. them, which, again, I give credit to Dawn because that would have been one of those things as a kid. There's no way I would have, like, mom and dad invited the priest over for dinner. Like, that would be very strange. Yes. So we've had the pleasure of getting to know each of the different priests we've had, yeah. Father John and Father Tony, and Father Chris, Father yeah. Royce, and, yeah. and uh, Father Logan, et cetera. Yeah. Um, so obviously each of them has had an impact, and they've been very instrumental. I know Father Logan and Father Royce were instrumental last year in helping with RCIA. Um, it's their passion as well. Yeah. Um, John Roberts is somebody I have a great respect for. Okay. We get together here and there for breakfast, and yeah. he just has interesting things yeah. to say he said to him life is a prayer like every moment of the day the whole his whole life he treats like it's a prayer yeah and i thought that was beautiful and so yeah. he's he's just a, an inspiration to me again i know obviously all the guys that are in the rekindle the fire yeah. uh you know and i have yeah. great respect for scott heim was instrumental jesse romero i love him yeah so um yeah so but uh yeah those are the ones at st john's i could be missing somebody and if i am sorry yeah Perfect. Um, so uh, one final thing, uh, we'd like to close uh, our conversations with prayer. Are there any prayer intentions you have that you would like to share with the parish? 
while my prayer would be that I pray for the church, we're going through some difficult times as a entire church body. Um, and, uh, and there's just a lot of upheaval and upheaval in the world. So I would certainly pray for the leaders of our church and I would pray for especially uh, a prayer for the Catholics that are in the pews that are living out their faith, that they would be strengthened. And also for those who have left the faith, do you know the second largest denomination are falling away? The second largest Christian denomination are falling away Catholics. And so I pray for them and that the Holy Spirit could use me in whatever way to help those people. All right, let's close in prayer. In the, the Father, Son, Lord. Dear Lord, uh, we thank you for this conversation. Uh, we thank you for all the many blessings that George has brought to our parish and all the many people he's brought into the church um, uh, with the help of his wife Dawn, uh, the RCA program. Uh, they've just brought so many people into St. John's and into the Catholic Church, and we thank you for that. Uh, we thank you for... Um, his ability to talk and share and uh, just make share his joy with other people. Um, he's, he's always the life of the conversation, and we definitely appreciate that. Um, we ask that uh, you look out for the universal church, the leaders of our church. Uh, pray for all the flock at St. John's. Um, just strengthen that, keep them safe, uh, and bring them blessings. And finally, uh, we just ask a special prayer for all those fallen away Catholics. Um, help George to know how he can help with that process, but also uh, help touch the hearts of all of us uh, and help us to find ways to reach out to those people within our families, within our uh, circle of friends that have fallen away and uh, bring them back to your church. In your name we pray. Amen. St. John the Evangelist. Pray for us. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Uh, thank you, George, again for joining us, and uh, we look forward to our next interview on the flock. Thank you.